Welcome to Wellnice, a podcast brought to you by a collective of wellness junkies conspiring to curate contentment. From fashion to fitness to floristry, we'll delve into the small pleasures and self-care practices that make us feel well nice. From the everyday to the unexpected, we'll be inspired to reframe what we consider as wellness in our daily life. Mixing anything from crystals and elixirs and art and interiors to bed raving in the feel of new slippers. This exploration is not just wellness, it's just, well, nice. Hi Lizzie Bland, how are you? Hi Lucy Duffy Cole, how are you? I'm good. How are your wellness levels? They're good. I mean, I have just sat down, I'm looking forward to a glass of wine, I'm looking at the clock like we're 20 minutes off to an acceptable hour, so um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm feeling good. How are you? Yeah, good. Long weekend ahead, um, so yeah. It's nice to look forward to that, having a few days off. Hopefully this weather will be good. Yeah. We are, for this chat, we chatted to Tash, the founder of, oh, we have to um, mention that Nia isn't here because she's on a road trip. She's going on holiday. Um, so that's where Nia is. But um, for this chat, she was here and we chatted to Tash Kogan, who is the founder of Slow House in Bondi. Um, and if you are in the eastern suburbs, you'll know Slow House very well. They do um, ice baths, saunas, infrared saunas, and red light therapy. And it's a beautiful space, and we're the biggest fans. So to speak to her was really cool. Um, and she had some, she had some like interesting, but very easy, well, easy, um, well, nice things to talk about. She's super knowledgeable on all things wellness, it seems. And just, yeah, I, it, was, it was really good. Yeah, she was really cool. Okay, well, let's uh, let's take it away. Yeah, let's hear. Let's hear from Tash. Hi, Tash. How are you? How are your well-nice levels today? They're good. I'm feeling very good, very well, very nice. <laughs> um, yeah, no, good. It's been a lovely day. The sun has been shining, which has been nice. Your skin does look, if the listeners could see your skin, I'm like, what are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> It is. That would be my LED light therapy. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, um, I am going away in two weeks to the US and my skin always gets really, really bad on long haul flights. So I've been living under the light the last kind of week or so um, and getting some very hydrating facials because it's just been so cold. So yes, my skin is actually proudly quite nice at the moment, it um, but it's not always like this. <laughs> Yeah, wow. How lucky to have that. Um, well, like, I guess you can get them at home now, but having the proper big machine on tap, you just like go to the go there every day and just sit under Yeah, there. it's actually so good. It was funny. We opened up um, at the end of 2020 and or the start of 2021 and then lockdown happened about three months later. So I was like, I'm taking this light and I'm bringing it home. <laughs> and I set up a full LED light um, therapy room in my lounge room and me and my husband were just under it every second day. Um, so it was nice. It was like a little spa at home. I do actually miss having it here because it's very good. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, that leads us in quite nicely, actually, to your uh, first well, nice thing. Obviously, is your uh, amazing business. Um, all of us use it, frequent it a lot uh recently Nia and I even braved the ice bath because we're wusses when it comes to that but we did it and we felt amazing and um yeah I mean what you've you've done with infrared saunas and it's so beautiful and so cool and um every detail is really thought out you know from the Mm. smell um in there the idea that um I love the idea of what you said that you've 
thought about the different ways people enjoy self-care so for instance like you know me and Lizzie and I we like to go together because it's like quite social but like my husband would definitely rather go on his own or with me at least and watch Netflix so it's like there's something there's music there's something for everyone to enjoy in the space um so how do you like to enjoy the space and um yeah tell us more about this well nice amazing business that you have yeah so um the way I developed Slow House or created Slow House was based on the the reflection of the centralization of socialization. So whether it's socializing, remedy, tranquility, I just wanted it to be an, a place where you could actively detox and take the time for yourself or with some friends. I do feel like self-care um, does have the idea and the name of just being alone a lot of the time. And some, for some people that isn't self-care. Some people take their self-care is to socialize, is to talk, is to be with the people that they love. Um, and it doesn't always have to necessarily be around alcohol. So I wanted to create a space where you could do both. It was one side being on your own and taking that moment, which is our little mantra at Slow House is take a moment, but also take a moment with your girlfriends or with your partner or go on a date. Um, I couldn't tell you how many people turn up to Slow House on a first date on a Friday night. It's unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah. Quite brave as well. Very I mean, brave. Just... Yeah. I've had, um, I've had, yeah, it's funny. We've had quite a few people come on Friday nights and oh, I'm meeting so-and-so it's a first date or it's a second date. And then I've seen relationships bloom from that and they come every Friday now because it was the first thing they did when they met. So it's great. And mm-hmm. I think it really helps live off the mantras of slow living. So it's creating a um, a foundation of giving. You can't give something that you don't already have. So filling your cup before you can fill others up and just, yeah, just creating a space that creates good memories and good routine and rituals and um, allowing people just to actively do something nice for themselves. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love that. So you mentioned as well that um... – you and your you know this was kind of born out of you and your husband creating these experiences at home and I was thinking earlier you know um this is an amazing concept that we uh we three have on our doorstep um here in Bondi but for our listeners we've got a few listeners over in the Mm -hmm. UK um hot and cold therapy tell us a bit about that and maybe some ways you could do that and recreate it um so the way that we did it so basically before slow house was ever even an idea in my mind I was working with my husband in the fashion industry we were constantly on the run um traveling quite a lot we were just totally burnt out and we started looking for something to help us slow down a little bit and just we then we started doing infrared saunas and we noticed that this was something that really helped us just switch off from the daily grind. And then when lockdown happened and that got taken away from us, we said, oh my God, like we need to keep doing this. So we invested and got our own infrared sauna at home um, and we incorporated it into um, our daily routine with the kids at home. So um the kids were doing homeschooling they were stressed they were frustrated because their teacher wasn't here to help them we didn't know the answers to it um so in a short story we incorporated that into the kids and we just saw a complete shift in their mindset a complete shift in the reduction of their frustrations their anxieties around not working with their teachers they became calmer and more focused than they were before so then the ice therapy came in because we started doing PE with them. So PE, I was like, okay, how many times can we throw a ball with the dog in the backyard? How many times can we do 
sit-ups. How many times can we do the beep test in our backyard? There was just, we were running out of ideas and I started seeing all over Instagram um, and on my social media, people were incorporating ice baths in their home to help reset their mind. Um, And I thought, well, you know what? The service station's still open. We have water. We have a bath. Um, let's see how this goes. And we were all scared out of our minds to think of sitting in an ice of water. I'm such a lover of hot, long showers, baths, um, indulging in warm water that it just was so scary to me. Sorry. Um, and so we incorporated it and it just became this complete, um, adventure for all of us. We loved it. The kids got so excited to do it. We got excited to do it. Um, we, saw a shift in our mindset. We got more um, excited and yeah, it was just really good. So I thought, why, why don't we have this here? Like we need somewhere in Bondi where everyone can go, um, where they can incorporate it into this daily life and make it easily accessible for them. Um, Incorporating hot, cold therapy is so beneficial for everybody, whether it's um, a, your mindset that you want to shift or just to zone out and meditate for a moment or help with muscle recovery. There's so many different aspects of this that can help. Um, So I thought I need to introduce this to people. Yeah, love it. Does it it work in a sense of um, if I was to have like a hot bath and then kind of go straight into a a cold shower afterwards? Um, Do you think that will have, I mean, it would be different benefits certainly, but maybe that kind of mindset shift perhaps of like shaking you up a little bit. I think the best way to start and what a lot of my clients had started doing before they could brave the ice baths because it it can be a little bit daunting. Yeah, (laughs) a little bit daunting. I mean, it's our ice baths are set at five degrees. So if you think of the ocean on in winter that's sitting around 12 to 13 and that is co- like that feels cold um but what i started with and what i still do now all the time is finish on cold showers so start with your warm shower be comfortable have your shower as you normally would but then give yourself just 30 seconds at the end of just ice cold and just close your eyes and just let it run over you I swear to God, you won't even need a coffee for at least three hours afterwards. It is, it wakes you up so much. Yeah. Does it need to be on the face or can it, because I just find anything from the neck up Mm -hmm. just too much. Yeah. So I started it with just on the back of my neck because I'm the same with my face. I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. Um, So I started it on the back of my neck and then I just turned and I just like let it run down the front of my body really quickly. And then I would jump out and I just committed to, those 30 seconds for the first kind of week or two and I said no now I'm going to do 45 seconds and now I'm going to do a minute and then I warmed myself up to that cold um, therapy feel Um, and then I started doing the ice baths I do feel like the ice baths are easier now because I actually find the water constantly hitting me in the shower is more harsh than just sitting in the body of water and really honing Mm. in on the breath work and just listening to your breath Mm. rather than the water constantly hitting you. Um, So I find ice baths easier now. And a lot of my clients say the same. Yeah. I, I tried the cold shower thing too. And before I knew I was going to do the ice bath, like I started to do them more, but I'm the same. It was just like too much. And the ice bath, I think we managed it. And I went into like a zone of when I, 
in labor, like the same breath work. I just went in and like took deep breaths and just kind of lost myself in that and managed to stay in for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And then like you say, like when I got out, I felt like, electric like a new woman yeah completely like we had so many like so much energy Mm -hmm. uh just felt so like it was the most amazing like high like I don't know like the most amazing I was gonna say we we got the giggles yeah yeah (laughs) it was probably because we were so scared at the start but yeah there is that Mm. rush of adrenaline Mm. I don't know yeah Um, yeah so it's um with that so when we expose our bodies to the cold conditions on a regular basis and keep it going in more of a ritual routine it does help us become more resilient to stress so using breath work Mm -hmm. in positive effects for all kind of conditions like anxiety depression gut problems it helps move um, metabolic waste through our body which helps flush out all the toxins so it just gets that body moving so um doing this by constricting the blood vessels and dilating your blood vessels through the heat and the cold think of it as a pump and it's moving that through and it's just helping you kind of reset but using your breath work is what's getting the oxygen into the body and helping you just switch off i always say to my clients it takes a minute and a half for your body to get out of fight or flight and for you to just really sit in it so i always try and get to that minute and a half because once i get there i feel like i can go forever but that minute and a half right at the start is always going to be the hardest. But that's where your mental state goes, I can do this. I can kick through this. I can get to that point, which is going to feel better and incorporate that into your everyday life. Um, and thinking about those times that you do sit in those stressful situations in an ice bath, but you've got to the other side. Mentally, that that helps me. And I think it's yeah. a lesson as well of being able to sit in an uncomfortable situation. We have so many distractions mm these days um that you know if you feel uncomfortable you just distract yourself with your phone or something and it's a real skill to to hone isn't it of sitting in that I like what you said about closing your eyes when you're in that cold shower because I try and do the cold showers but I'm sort of looking around the shower in panic when I do it so (laughs) I'll I'll try that try those closed eyes um well so let's let's take it to your second well nice experience you mentioned that you love slow movement um every day tell us a bit about that. so with me i've always um struggled with the mental battle of exhausting and hard workouts it's just not who i am um it just scares the crap out of me so i would do everything that i could to avoid it um i'm not sure if you're familiar with ayurvedic doshas but i'm a kaffir a water and earth combination um, and our, us Kaffirs, we are completely drawn to leisurely activities more so than fast paced and intense um, activities in daily life. So I would try and do what I thought I had to do, um, like book five days of F45 on a Sunday with the intention of going Monday through to Friday. And then each week I would cancel every single morning because mentally that load was just too much for me to handle. I didn't want to do it but I thought I had to do it. So a little while ago, I thought that perhaps slow movement would be something that I was going to be able to feel a little bit better. It was going to feel a little bit better for me. Um, Even though all my friends wanted to hit F45 or head to Barry's or do a boxing class, I just felt slower movement was a better escape for me and what is going to get me from A to B. Um, So walking was where I started. Um, I currently walk five kilometers a day, five days a week. That's my commitment to myself. Um, whether I walk it, whether I, and, and, and most of the time I actually end up running and that was something I never did before. Um, so some days I take it slow. I listen to a podcast. 
Um, or I listen to a live stream of one of my favorite DJs at a festival and then that gets me running and my movement starts slow and the intention is there to be slow. But then other days um, I'm running up a hill and I always just find that starting slow works for me. Um, I've suggested it to friends who feel the same. Um, I did feel a little bit guilty about not going to that, not being that person that was smashing the gym routines each week and just give yourself that small task of walking, even if it's just around the block. I promise you that you'll find yourself actually committed to the movement every single day of the week rather than avoiding it. Um, and the same goes with I love Pilates, I love Reformer because I feel like I'm not walking into a space that's going to create chaos in my mind or make me feel out of place. I feel like, no, this is still slow, although it's strong. I'm still in a space that I feel safe in. So slow movement is something that I incorporate to make me feel good every single day um, without feeling like I'm overcommitting myself, which for me stresses me out. I totally um, resonate with that in the fact that once you put a pressure on yourself of like, I've got to do this or I've got to go really hard in this workout or I'm going to, you know, as soon as you've set that task for yourself, it's, you know, your cortisol starts to rise and then you're thinking, I need to get through it. But then if you, sometimes if you just say, I'm going to turn up to this class, I don't know how much I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm actually going to, I'm going to take it really slow. And then when you do feel like you've got the energy like as you said on your walk when you feel like you've got a bit more energy and the the beat kicks in and you can go for a run that's when you can like organically take it up as opposed to you're doing it just because you've told yourself you're going to do it and you have to and you feel like you've got this social pressure or some kind of pressure exactly and I think the biggest the biggest realization for that for me was when I was planning my wedding um where it was like, okay, wedge shred. I have to wedge shred. I have to get my body the best it's ever been for my wedding. And it just scared the crap out of me. And I just, I ended up binge eating. I ended up not going to the gym at all because it was just too much for me to handle. So that's when I said, you know what? I'm just going to walk every day. Not every day. I'm going to walk five days a week until the wedding. And then I'll just see how I feel. And then I ended up doing a lot more working out because I ended up walking in the morning and then in the afternoon, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a Pilates class or I'm going to go do a sauna for an hour as well. Or I'm going to go into my movement and mindset sauna at Slow House and I'm going to take the chairs out and I'm going to do some stretches. And I end up doing sit-ups. And I just, I always felt that the pressure of having to be fast and lose a lot of weight and get stronger very quickly and tone up really quickly was it was really stressful for me. So taking on the approach of slow movement worked wonders for me. It's really refreshing to hear that that is your, that is your ethos and it's not a, like a side note. I think a lot of people will go really hard and then they'll be like, Oh, I need to do my, the recovery portion of my um, exercise routine. So I go really hard on days one to four Mm -hmm. and then I maybe, you know, walk for two days and then I, have a day off on Sunday but actually this is your entire approach and I think yeah you're being I guess mindful of your body um mindful of like Lizzie mentioned you know that cortisol not doing these kind of cortisol intense workouts Um, and I think we'll see a real shift in that I was looking into um recovery this afternoon um and how that is starting to shift in the kind of fitness landscape in Australia. I think MindBody Online released some um, research this year, their 2022 fitness report. And 
42% of Australians say that workout recovery is important. So we're kind of going towards the halfway there. So they're seeing it as just as important as the workout itself. Interestingly, it's more men than women. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that is because men are still doing those hard workouts and Mm. they're like, right, now I need to recover. But I think we'll see women calling it something different. It's not recovery. It is, like you said, it's slow movement in in, in its entirety. Um, It's not just something I do to fix what I've messed up in my body. <laughs> do you think it's do you think it's like an age thing? Because I definitely I don't know about I'm not saying that we're all old, but like do you find mm. as you've got older you're like, oh you know what? I could just do some stretches yeah. in the living room watching whatever. Mm. And mm. that that is my movement for the day as well as a bit of a walk. And I don't even I would never see that as not an ex not as not an exercise. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's an age thing or if it's just a I think it's getting to know your body more as well and what your body yeah. needs and what you like and what you need. But I just got to say, like, walking is so underrated. I love walking. Like, you can chat to your friend, you can listen to your favourite podcast, your favourite music, you might see some nice dogs along the way, you know, you might see a neighbour that will make you smile. Like, it is so good. You can do it anywhere and it's free. I say anywhere when it's really, really cold in the UK. I was there <laughs> in the winter. It was tough. But you can still do it. I mean, you do ice baths all the time, so it's not going to be nothing to you. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like walking is completely underrated and it's actually, I love walking. And it's just yeah. so easy to do. It's just, yeah. it's so easy because we do it all day anyway or we we do, we do get out of bed and we're already walking. Why not take it that little bit further and see some birds and some pretty flowers along the way? Or even if it's just going to your local gym and getting on the treadmill and putting reality TV on your phone and watching an episode while you're walking, like there's nothing wrong with that at all. And if that's going to get you moving, then that's great. And I think it's awesome. And that is you doing your exercise for the day. Good on you. It doesn't have to be a a boxing class for an hour and 15 minutes and then go for a 5k run afterwards. It doesn't have to be that every day. It just needs, you just need to get moving and I think you should be proud of that just in its entire entirety. Yeah, totally yeah, agree. Mm. Um, moving on to your third, well, nice, um, is about noise. And not that you don't want any noise, but that you want noise. And I'm interested to hear about what you said um, in the notes is brown noise, because I've heard of pink noise, I've heard of white noise, and I need to hear all about this. So... So noise, it's a funny one. I probably need to go into a little bit more detail because you're probably wondering why does noise make you feel good? Um, But I'm in my absolute calmest in noise. So I sleep with brown noise or or rain sounds. Um, I actually use an app that got introduced to me about two years ago called Noisily. Um, So it's an app for background noises for sleep, study, work, creativity, it has about 28 different back, um, high quality background noises that you can play individually or mix together depending on your environment. So um, the right amount of background for noise, noise for me would be not too quiet, but not too loud. So it helps me think in a more abstract way. It helps me enhance my creative thinking. It helps me um, remove distractions. Like for example, when I'm at home, I will click the cafe sounds. So I I sound like I work really well in a really busy moving cafe. Um, I'll often find myself leaving Slow House to do emails at Depot or um, down at Bills in Bondi. I just have to be around noise to help me concentrate and to get creative. Um, Brown noise is very similar to white noise. 
Um, I don't know the specifics of it, but I know it makes me feel good. So it's almost like a more muffled um, white noise. So it's not as piercing as white noise. Um, It's quite soft and it's just very relaxing. So I put it on every single night when we fall asleep and I'm asleep honestly within 10 minutes every single night. I have it on a timer. It turns off after three hours. I wake up and it's off. Um, it just it just works. It really works for me. I can't really explain it. Um, I, get, I urge you to try it. <laughs> Well, I, I, we're probably the same, um, Lucy and Nia, in the fact that when we had our babies, they would, um, the sleep specialists always say, you need white noise, you need white mm. noise. And when the baby was like in the room, <clears throat> when our babies were in the room with us um, in the first six months, like we had white noise and we just had to sleep through it. And at first I was like, this is impossible. How are you ever going to sleep? And now I'm like, I can have the fan on all night and I just don't even hear it. And it's just like it kind of. I still use the app. Matty's in her own room, but I still use the same white noise <laughs> app for me. Yeah. 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 It drowns out the night. Saturday night like party going. Yeah, it just puts me in the zone. It's like how I set yeah. the space. Like I always put my lamp on half an hour before going to bed, turn the big light out. You know, it's just part of that whole like wind down. I, I have ocean waves. I don't know what color that's called in terms of noise, but mm. yeah. How does Stevie feel about that? Yeah, he loves it too. <laughs> yeah. with, with wave noise, I have to be really careful because it makes me, me need to go to the toilet. <laughs> oh, actually, maybe I, think about I think about I just think mm, about the maybe. water. So I need um, I need just like a a, a almost like a, a a higher frequency, more of a rough sort of noise that just drowns everything out. I think noisily, can you you can kind of mix different sounds, yeah. am I right? That's awesome. almost like. It's like a DJ for background noise. Great. <laughs> um, so depending on the mood I'm in or what I need, I'll sometimes mix, um, like at nighttime I'll mix a brown noise, but then I'll add a little bit of wind where it'll just kind of like hush a wind in the background. And it just, each night I kind of play around with it on just what I'm feeling, but it really works for me. My husband loves it as well. Like <laughs> he'll wake, like we'll go to sleep and he won't, because sometimes I put it really low next to me. So he might not, hear it as much because it's just a very low hum and he'll roll over and go where's the noises (laughs) (laughs) and um I'll have to put it a little bit higher for him but I guess it just yeah it just helps um beat silence really I'm not very good in silence I don't like silence um I think too much in silence I find so just having that hum in the background uh really helps nice um well moving on to your next well, nice item. We all love this one, um, reality TV. <laughs> and I think you listed some of our favorites there. So um, yeah, tell us more. So I like to call my reality TV my mind-numbing mindfulness. So um, <laughs> it just helps me completely switch off because I don't think about my life. I don't think about what's going on in my inbox. I don't think about all the text messages that are coming through my phone. I can just hone in on their life and the drama in their life and not mine. And it is so nice to just watch it from afar. Um, I love it. It's trashy, but I love it. It's probably not great for my mental health, but I'll work on that at a later stage because I just it just does make me feel good. I love just listening and watching what's going on in the world, the lives across the world, 
more so with the Kardashians and the Real Housewives is <laughs> the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is my but the chokehold that that show has on me is unbelievable. <laughs> I love it. Oh, and why Beverly Hills and not um, New York or Tech or Austin or whatever? Oh, New York, I just I just can't with Dorinda. I can't, I can't, I can't handle the harshness of it. With Beverly Hills, I just think they're just so extra and beyond, and I just love the bougie lifestyle that they live. And I'm very into fashion. Um, I'm I just love the LA fashion life over there. So I'm constantly looking at their outfits. I'm constantly looking at the shoes that they've got on their feet, Googling how much they are, how can I get them at half the price? And um just yeah, I just I really enjoy the the dynamic of Beverly Hills. I think it's hilarious. Kathy Hilton just has me in stitches every single episode. Um, but yeah, I just I love it. I've only really ever watched um Beverly Hills and Orange County. Orange County's the OG. Um, and I love it. And does your husband watch them with you? Because I love reality TV, but I can't get my husband to get on board. He doesn't understand the mindful. Yeah. He says no. no, And then he sits on the couch and then I see the, the side eye. And then the questions start coming. What? Wait, what's yeah. going on now? Yeah. Who's that? What did she say? And so he he can get into it sometimes. Um, not all the time, but sometimes he can get pretty roped in. And then next minute we're five episodes deep on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> My husband's favourite is Below Deck. Oh, he I listens love to this and is, and is devastated that I've revealed his secret. But it's funny, yeah, he watches it. My son will be watching it with me. Everyone asks me, oh, you, do you give your do you give your baby screen time? He's 11 months old. And I say, mm-hmm. absolutely not. He's not watched a single Peppa Pig or Bluey or anything. And then I'm like, oh, wait, but he's watched every season of Selling Sunset with me. <laughs> and we're like, do you want to watch the girls? <laughs> and he's transfixed by them. Yeah, so so he, he's had a different kind of screen time. Um. But you were saying about this, you know, is, is it good for my mental health? And I've got some good good and bad news. I delved into the stats on this this afternoon. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of like bad news. Mental Health Foundation says that 24% of young people say reality shows cause body image issues. That was yeah. done, I think it was a study in 2019. But it depends what category you want to put yourself in here. I think we, all, we mentioned earlier, you know, we're, we're getting older. I'm not going to mention anyone's age here, but as we get older, that capacity to understand what's, you know, separate what's real from what is a is a show and a kind of, you know, dramatized show and hair and makeup team and whatever, you know, that that capacity to understand that is much better when you're older and you're not a teen. So I think we're fine. It's fine for our mental health. <laughs> I, agree. I think it's also, it's dramatic and it's exciting to watch when you're not concentrating on so much of comparing yourself to them, but appreciating what they put themselves through, whereas hair and makeup and curating these outfits, although their stylist probably does it, to be honest. But it's just for me, I look at that side of it and I'm inspired by them. I'm inspired by their outfits. I'm inspired by their looks. And I don't necessarily concentrate or hone in on the negative side of it. I kind of block that out and just enjoy the entertainment that it is and take it for what it is and take it in a grain of salt and be happy with the life that I live, but also just enjoy the entertainment of theirs. Because that's what they're there for. Exactly. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Well, 
so talking about that life that you live, we're going to come down to earth now and with your fifth item, which is cleaning your house. So I guess, yeah, you're doing it yourself. You're, you're down to earth. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> you don't have a team doing this for you behind the scenes. I don't have Hilly a Hills. team. Yeah. No, That's I don't why have... it makes you feel well nice. So cleaning of the house. So reality TV was basically my mindfulness cleaning my house is my meditation. <laughs> so getting that, it's also, it also works with my slow movement as well. Cause I'm constantly moving when I'm doing it and it is a big day of doing it. But when I was a kid, I'm an only child. Um, when I was a kid, uh, my mom used to always have Saturday mornings as like a reset day. So we would, and I think I've also followed suit, but we would always wake up on a Saturday and it would be like, okay, strip the sheets, put your laundry in the laundry empty the dishwasher. Dad would be in the backyard. He would do the mowing or he'd clear the leaves or do whatever he needs to do. We would be blasting music. It'd be Foxtel would be on. It would be the eighties, nineties and today. Um, and it would just be video clips all day long and it would just be background music. And we would just clean. I would clean my room. I would know that I'd have to do that every Saturday. I'd get my bathroom in order. Mum would vacuum the whole house. She'd refluff the couch. She'd change all the bed sheets and fluff them all up and put fresh towels in all the bathrooms. And it just for me felt like a reset every single week. And I've really incorporated that into my adult life where um, I do exactly the same. I put on my Oz, my Foxtel downstairs. I choose a channel, whether it's 80s, 90s or today. Um, I open up all the windows. I vacuum. I do the beds, do the bathrooms. And I just feel like coming, finishing that on a Saturday afternoon with crisp bed sheets ready to go and a glass of Pinot Noir, the house just feels good. And um, I think life can get in the way. Of course, sometimes Saturday mornings, it's not possible. We might have sports with the kids or we've got to head to a lunch and we don't have time to be fluffing around the house and cleaning. And every week is not going to be the same, but I always make time to have that every couple of weeks to make sure that I do that full meditation where I reset and my home feels like a home and I feel fresh and I feel clean and it just, it feels good. And I really enjoy it. So um, I think I'm really happy that I've incorporated what my mum has taught me to do because it does feel like a reset. And I think it's really important to have your home in order every now and then because life can get very busy. We've got three stepchildren in our household um, 50% of the time and it's chaotic. They're 15, 13 and 11. It's 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 busy here. So having that reset um, is not only beneficial for me, but it's good for them as well, for them to redo their room and get get everything in order. And I think it's really good to instill that into them at a young age that be prepared and have routine and, and yeah, I think it's great. I think it's so nice that you, um yeah, you did it with your parents and yeah. you're carrying it on and you're looking like back with fondness with that and not like moody teenagers, like, oh, mum, I've got to clean my room. You know, like you've really um, reframed that. And I love that. And I think that's really nice. Yeah. And I think it's just the whole routine of it. Like I won't do it without Foxtel on. I won't do it without the music hits on or um, I just, it's just, it becomes again, a routine. And I think it's really healthy to show that cleaning and housework and um, keeping a, a, a really nice home is, is great. It's fun to do and it's, it's beneficial and it's, um, a good meditation to do, even though you're not sitting there with your eyes closed, oming, you are moving and you're meditating your own way. Vacuuming is the best meditation, in my opinion. It is so 
nice to just switch off and just move you know I agree that's why I can't get a vac- I can't get a robot vacuum because I just feel like I'd miss it I love I love <laughs> yeah. vacuuming it's yeah. the most satisfying yeah. thing well, yeah I, I, yeah I love I loved it. it um it's just what we're all about here is reframing what wellness is and yeah. it, it and you've gone from the full spectrum of like an infrared sauna which is you know quite an obvious well wellness yeah. thing to do to yeah cleaning your house and also feeling just as well nice you know maybe slightly different but still feeling really good so uh I really love that um well before we wrap up I just wanted to ask one more question um about the sauna actually um for those that are lucky enough to go to slow house or to have an infrared sauna or access to one um the menu of different lights always kind of overwhelms me I'm like oh my god I want it all because I've got this 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 almond that problem this skin what a detox like which one like which one Lucy's tried every single wellness thing you can yeah like I'm really a sucker um so please like where would you advise like what's you know what is gonna do the best in a short space of time I know it depends what you're feeling but like what are your go-to's so my, it's honestly, it's completely dependent on what your purpose is for your visit and why you are there. Um, I personally, I love the deep blue light. It helps me relax. Um, it helps lubricate the joints. It helps me when I'm stretching in the sauna. Um, that to me, all deeper colors for me, I find really relaxing. Um That's my go-to almost every single time. My little ritual is all the lights off, pitch black in the room, blue light on, the, only the blue light, and then I lay down and I put rain sounds on the iPad. And that is my my complete sauna ritual. I just I love the darkness and the sound in the background um, and the blue light is something that, yeah, I really enjoy. So that's my go-to. Um, the violet's really good for skin. Yellow's really good for skin. Um, it just, it really just does depend what your, um, what your purpose is. So we have the little list in there that you can go through, but you can also just click it on the main one and it will go through every single light on a routine for you. So, um, you get a little bit of all of it. (laughs) Yeah. That's normally what I do, but I like the, like hearing from you, obviously the expert, what you do and never think to turn the lights off. Like you just get in a zone. I'm going to try that next time. We could probably do a whole podcast on the different ways you could actually infrared sauna at Slow House. Absolutely. There's... Maybe the next recording, next recording, we'll all be yeah. in, we'll all be in, in there. Sauna. <laughs> yeah, let, I mean, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I there's I do that, and then I go completely to the other spectrum where I. I mean, I've got a sauna at my house. I'm very fortunate to have one here that we got in lockdown and it's actually outside in my backyard. So it's outdoors. So I sometimes go out there and I will just blast like music, like (laughs) my favorite song to blast. And I know this is going to sound so silly because it relates back to reality TV, but it's unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. (laughs) I did not see that coming. I am just like, deep like in my convertible in my head like Elsie leaving Laguna Beach just (laughs) crazy I love it and it just it's just a song that really gets me excited and happy and sometimes I just love to be in the sauna and just blast music like that where you can just belt the song and sing it and enjoy it and just like move um so it just depends what I'm feeling and then on that one I'll put the brighter lights on where um but it's usually during the day when I do that (laughs) so you can't really see the lights but they're still there and they're still working but um yeah if I want to relax I'm definitely deep blue but then if I want to sing my lungs out 
Um, I'm going to more violets and yellows and reds. Well, that's super interesting. Yeah, I love that. And that's an easy takeaway to know, like darker, deeper kind of moodiness makes sense, I guess. And then lighter, brighter. Yeah, um, that was more for my personal use next time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for chatting with us, Tash. This has been great lovely to speak to you about all the uh, all the wellness well nice things and hearing more about slow house thank you well thanks for having me i really appreciate it it's been absolutely awesome speaking to you guys and i'm so glad to be here thank you well that was well nice thank you well nice see you soon bye subscribe or share with a friend. See you soon.